Welcome back to another episode of Potent Projections, flying high in the penthouse of Midtown, powered by the Beacon Center. This week's episode brought to you by The Crown. Some of us have us, some of us have it, some of us don't. Chris, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. Um, Don't have a great fantasy week, but you know what? I'm ninth in points. I'm one game out of a playoff spot. I control my own destiny. I'm not going to have a bleak outlook on life. As a great war general once said, as long as I still got a pulse, I'm alive. And what war general was that? Which side of the war? You'll have to look it up. I think everyone's begging to know which side of the war is Chris on. We got trivia next, next week. Send me your answers and I'll tell you if you're correct. All right, we're going to talk about the Sky Weekly and... The Sky Weekly was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Skyler went out of his way to look like a regard. And notice how I said regard. Um, this is a family show. This is a family show. I, I will respect that. I, I, I just don't get your logic, Skyler. It, it doesn't make any sense. You, you flew by the seat of your own pants this week. Like, and I'm not even necessarily talking about putting us at fifth, which I think is egregious. That's just my personal opinion. And you can have your own opinion there. I think that's fine. But if you're going to put us in fifth, based on this week's performance alone, you cannot have Asa at third. That just shows that you have different rankings on on people. Because our team has been one of the most consistent teams this year, and so is Ace's. Technically, other than last week when he had a bad week. And he goes out there and puts up 220 points off of a really solid, I mean, one of the best the best performances we'll see this year probably. And he's not first or even second. Like, it's egregious, egregiously bad to have that disparity in how you're ranking the teams. And then Austin, who's the lowest scorer on the week, is sixth, right below us. That doesn't make any sense. And it how you don't see that is ridiculous. And it makes me want to gouge my eyes out with a spork. Well, I've been preaching for the past few weeks and always get told to fuck off, which is fair, is that these are just all subjective. There's no merit behind any of these. I mean, me at 10, yeah, I had a bad week. I had a historically bad performance from three players. 
But Sky hasn't won in over a month. In over a month. And I'm below him? I don't think so. Sky also traded his first overall pick for a hack on a team that is tanking. They fired their offensive coordinator this morning. They traded Naheem Hines. It's only a matter of time before Taylor goes down and Pittman goes down and they shut him down. Skyler, you botched the hell out of it. But aside from that, I'd like to provide some insight onto why I think I was 10. Um, last night in a game of FIFA, which Skyler's yet to beat me in, he had two different leads. In the 88th minute, he had a lead in one game, came back, beat him in penalties, and he had one in the 85th, and I came back and beat him in regular t- or extra time. So, you know, he called me around 3.30 today and told me he was attacking my nation, and I told him I'd let him have it. These rankings were botched. They're borderline irresponsible. They are irresponsible, not borderline. They are irresponsible. And if he was in charge of running the country... We'd be in a shitstorm. I mean, he's talking about desperation mode for, I think, his own team. But he has Tim at one, who is in desperation mode. He is. He's been going out there. And, and Tim, your team has been doing great, but you've been plagued by the injury bug. You have. You had Brees Hall and Chase go down in the same week. He's going out there doing everything he can to get wins, and you have him ranked at one? Tim's lucky he won last week. Otherwise, he could have had the botch of the year. Who trades Tua when they play the Lions? I Yeah, I just don't... I didn't understand that trade fully. I didn't um, either. But he got a win. So he got... He, and you know what? That's what's important. <clears throat> Notice how my tone and my conviction around the matter has not changed. It might have been brain dead, but he got a win. And that's what this league's about, is winning. Oh, Skylar, you just, you just botched it. You botched it. It's so bad. It's so bad. Even the people were roasting you today. One of your... Is this arguably his worst ranking ever? It has to be. And the fatherism is just next level. It has to be the worst we've ever seen. And it's and it has nothing to do with you at 10, which I think there's some merit to you being there. I think Skyler should be 10, personally. He doesn't have himself at 10, which obviously shows his own bias. But I think... You, Gary, and Skyler, there could be opinions made to all three of you being anywhere. I think Gary's made some moves, and he deserves to be eight. But Yeah, that's Gary, just... Gary's team got exponentially better, and mm-hmm. Ace is playing for a championship. The DK trade is brain dead if you aren't planning on making it to the championship. Mm-hmm. But if you are... It's a very good play. It was a smart play. I, I respect the hell out of it, and we'll be bringing Ace on here in a couple of minutes to, to get his thoughts on that. After a huge historic performance, the first 200-burger of the year. First 200-burger of the year. And we had a couple that were close in, in the same matchup between Skyler and myself. We were both in the 190s. And it happened to Skid Boy. <laughs> it happened against Skid Boy. Everyone's begging to know, when is Skyler going to get his next win? I don't know. We need to go check the league history. Because I know I went on like a ultra... You lost, I think, 10 in a row I went on an ultra mega skid. But I don't remember if there was an extra week or if this is the first year of the extra week. And if there I, is, Skyler could... I think he has the potential to break it. Because you started 2-1. and one. You started 2-1 and one and then lost every game after that. He started 3-0. and oh. Actually, he has the chance to even it. Because he started 3-0 and, oh, and he's lost every game since then. 
in its his trades, his condom, Trojan condom pack with punctures all over him and he didn't know that it just caused his demise. Punctures all over him. The punctured Trojan horse. We're gonna go down a, we're not gonna go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> it's a family show, so we'll family keep it show. we'll keep it safe. Um Scholar, the only reason I love the message this week, let's be clear, is because I respect that you continue to put out good content, um, albeit botched. But uh, that's why I loved the text today, even though I thought it was just utterly horrible. Anyway. I wouldn't even use it for toilet paper. I wouldn't so either. I wouldn't use it for toilet paper if it was the last thing. I'd rather use my hand. <laughs> oh, Sky, when will you learn? All right, I think it, we're going to jump around to our... Well, actually, first, Chris, I'd like to shake your hand live on the pod because I haven't I hadn't really seen you since the matchup, and uh, let the record be shown that the hand was shaken there, and uh, it was a hard-fought matchup. I, I stand firm on neither of us deserved to win, but, you know, on those important wins, it shows which team has guts. Yeah, you know, my team... Well, Skyler's texting me frivolously right now, begging to be on the pod. We're letting his counterpart. Is he really? Yeah. He wants to be interviewed. Told him no. He said, can I send an audio clip? And I'll say, sure. Let's call him. Let's bring him on. Let's bring him in a... No, no. We're going to bring him on. We're going to bring him on on a conference call. Dude, stop. He's ripping ass again. We're bringing him on a conference call with Asa, and we're going to settle this here on the pod tonight. That's what we're going to do. And we'll be right back after a quick ad, folks, to bring on these two onto the pod. You missed in the uh, in the shot there was she was meeting Mickey Mouse and what a better there's no better segue into what I have a gift for Chris this week I have some stickers to give him um, that a kid gave me at school they heard about Chris's loss this week and I have some Mickey Mouse stickers that are just for him um, so, so he can hold on to those and use them whenever he'd like his Mickey Mouse because I've got a Mickey Mouse path to the crown no because your team is Mickey Mouse. So I'm of the favorite to win it all. You are not. You're Mickey Mouse. And it's subject to however I want it to mean, like you use it. And we have our guest, first guest on this evening, uh, Asa Smith. Keaton, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing okay, AJ. Thank you for having me. Anytime, Asa, anytime. I hear you have some strong words to share with our community. I do have prepared a statement for this evening. We will be fact-checking you. As I expect, it's a great publication to do. Good. Well done. Begin. Whenever you're ready, begin. Thank you. A lot is being said about Skylar right now, and I just want to clear the air. I was incredibly shocked and deeply hurt by Skylar's rankings these last few weeks, and I'm sure many of you feel the same way. The profound mistake of the Sky Weekly is not that he wrote about rankings in our league. It's that he wrote as if our league was static as if his takes are irrevocably bound to his tragic opinions. 
when Skyler arbitrarily throws out his personal opinions in an attempt to pass them off as journalism, we lose something special. The remarks that have caused this recent firestorm weren't simply controversial. They weren't simply a commentator's effort to speak out against perceived injustices. Instead, they expressed a profoundly distorted view of this league, a view that sees some owners as less than, and it elevates what is wrong with bad content in this league, a view that sees certain teams as inescapably rooted in the perverse and hateful ideologies of one person, Skylar Lewis. I've already condemned in unequivocal terms the statements of Skylar Lewis that have caused such controversy and in some cases pain. But what we know, what we've seen, is that our league can change. That is the true genius of this game. What we have already achieved gives us hope, the courage to hope, for what we can and must achieve next week. For Skylar, the path to a more perfect newsletter means acknowledging that what ails his rankings does not just exist in the minds of his readers. And current incidents of discrimination, while less overt than in the past, are real and must be addressed, not just with words, but with a formal apology. It requires Skyler to realize that his takes do not have to come at the expense of his honor. In the end, what is called for is nothing more and nothing less than what all the world's great publications demand, including the PP that Skyler provide a fair and balanced account of our league. I deeply believe that we can solve the challenges of our time unless we solve them together. That is the task set forth before us, to continue the long march for a more just, more equal, more free, more caring, and more prosperous league. Therefore, I am formally calling on the Sky Weekly to apologize and do better for the sake of our league. Thank you. I will now be taking questions. Ooh. Bravo, bravo! Thank you. You did. You did catch you. Chris in a yawn near the end there, but it was good stuff. It was good. Um, and and I do. I want to take your formal um, request, or sorry, your formal. What? Sorry, what was it? Formal. Uh, I can't, I'm losing my. Calling words. on. I was calling For, on Skyler to apologize. Yes, or the Sky Weekly. You're calling to apologize. I I I think we need to bring him on and uh, have a hash this out live on the air after that and see if he he will give an apology. You know, I'll agree. I'm more than happy to talk about his publication because I think what he's doing is just plain dangerous. All right, well, let's give him a ring. All righty, I believe we have Skylar on. Skylar, how are you doing this evening? It is good to have you on the pod, as always. I'm doing well. How are you guys doing over there at the PP? I'm going to be honest that we're, we're struggling here. I mean, I'm doing pretty good because I have the Midtown Crown. It's sitting... Sitting right above me right now this week, and currently planning um, an insurrection to the Lewis household. <laughs> yes, yeah, I as, love it. As we've already told you, the first uh, fifteen minutes of this episode will will not be too kind to you. But but we we do want to give you a chance to come on here and defend yourself. Um, Asa has called on for you to give an official apology, and so we wanted to bring you on and see see what your reaction would be, see what your response would be um, to that or to the rest of the league after your our comments today. First off, Asa, I respect you in this league, but your apology is denied. 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 Now, let me get into this. Tim, I believe I have him at number one, correct? Uh, Yeah. Yes. So he, the kind of adversity that he's had this year, losing Javante Williams, Reese Hall, Jamar Chase, 
and doing all of that. In his last three weeks, he scored, what, 160, 170, I think another week of 150. Also, look at his all-play record if we go off of that. He's 9-0, 9-0, and 7-2 in his last three weeks. So with all this adversity and bringing all these guys in, like Garrett Wilson starting Justin Fields, he's been kicking ass. And then Allen at number two, Allen's also been super consistent, especially as of late. His last two weeks, he's had 156 and scored 161. He added guys like Ramon J. Stevenson, which I wish I wouldn't have done that trade, but in hindsight, I, don't, I didn't know Damian Harris was going to get hurt. But he added Ramon J. Stevenson, who's RB7 right now. Jalen Waddle, who's wide receiver 5. Added Kenneth Walker, who looks like a beast. And then he has Zeke, Cordero Patterson, and Mike Williams all coming back from injury. So those are my top two this week. Now, Asa had an amazing week. Let's we can't get ourselves like he had an awesome week now i had an awesome week and scored 195 and then i lost five straight so okay but scout i'm gonna stop you right there it's you're you just said how these are the things you just said you said that tim needs to be touted because of the adversity that he's faced but you also say that you should do an outlook of what the team looks like going forward and then you said they've they've both been really consistent. I'm going to point you to just mine, just to, for instance, my all-play record for weeks two through seven, which are all but two of the weeks that we've had this year. Eight and one, eight and one, six and three, eight and one, eight and one, seven and two. How is that not consistency? Furthermore, EJ, if I might add on, um, after this week's ranking and calling me out for consistency – it actually forced me to go and do the math. And what I found that, um, what I found was that outside of maybe one bad week and outlier week for both of us, we are the two most consistent teams in the league playing at a high level. And I think that's clear as like what you just said, but, um, we each had maybe one bad game. And even without that, we are not the most inconsistent team. And if you look at the math, that team is actually Skylar Lewis. So what we're seeing is a lot of projection going on, and I think that that is unfair and unbecoming of a publication like the Sky Weekly. Hold on, hold on. You use words like consistency. I've been pretty consistent this year. Consistently bad. You know, I don't think this all-play record is something that the league should really look into. It shows you how you're playing on a week-to-week basis. EJ was talking about all play. I was talking about specifically points scored each week. I've been very using consistent standard in deviation. That. Have I not you, been you consistent? You have not been. You've been better than some teams, um, Chris. Not the highest. Um, but if you look at the math, EJ and I are actually just some of the lowest. And so it's a low blow to call out our consistency. I, when I agree. It just does not apply. apply. In fact, one of the things that makes us even inconsistent is just the weeks that we have scored especially high. Um, so not only are we consistently two of the most consistently top teams in terms of scoring points, what makes us inconsistent then is the weeks where we score higher than that. Can I also throw out there that Chris is now, after this week, the only team in the league that has not scored 170 in a week 
Can I throw that out there learning. that I'm uh, four and four and riding the playoff hunt and therefore showing that that is an irrelevant stat? Uh, have you scored more than 170, Sky? I yes. have. I scored 195. What's your record? It is three and five. What's my yeah. record? It is four and four. So why does that All stat I know matter? Is that I'm... I, we're not bringing you into this, Chris. Yeah. Don't let this take well, you away I'm, from the point. Skylar, I want your response to what Asa and me just brought to you. Well, there's a lot of things that go into the rankings and writing the weekly each week. And those Do you things, think that some of that should be the truth? Oh, I only I only write about the truth. Then why did you call us some of the or call me out on consistent consistency when I'm one of the most consistent teams out there? Because you had 107 last week, and then you had 219 this week. I'm just saying, Skylar, that, was, your, that said, was the only week where he was in, where he <clears throat> wouldn't have beat more than half the league. And yeah. he's the only team that has done that. Some other things are, so I, what I'm hearing is that there's a little bit of recency bias there. And now looking at the whole thing, um, which, you know, I can see that being a struggle for a one-person operation, but I think that if you have a love for the league, you should really put some some effort into having some backup for the things that you write. Is is it also fair to say that I can just like other teams outside of the points, outside of the consistency? I have no question about that. I think that that is, once you hear my statement, one of the main issues. Um, that you have an opinion about a team for personal reasons, and no matter what happens, that is what is going to be reflected in your um, Sky Weekly, which is the problem. Well, I am sorry you feel this way about the Weekly. I would just advise you next week, just have another good week and keep doing what you're doing, and you'll move up the rankings. I will. All right, boys, as much as I'd love to continue this conversation, we really do appreciate you both coming on the pod, and um, we'll be looking forward to another fun week of fantasy football. Very true. Looking like forward it. to it. Do I get my closing remarks? Sure. All right, so in 1998, the Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii finished 0-12 for the first time in program history, and Hawaii at the time fired their head coach, Fred Van Oppen as the season finished and I find that just similar like I'm the Rainbow Warriors when I fired Jonathan Taylor and gave him to EJ now the Rainbow Warriors then made one of the greatest moves in the history by hiring June Jones I don't know if you're familiar with June Jones he's now the uh, offensive coordinator of the Seattle Sea Dragons and over the last two weeks what I did is I went out and acquired Kyler Murray Chris Olave Michael Pittman, and Brandon Cooks. So just like June Jones guided his team, Hawaii, the next season to a 9-4 record, and they also won the WAC championship and topped Oregon State in the Oahu Bowl, my team is a lot like those Hawaii Rainbow Warriors, and I, too, am going to make an inspirational playoff run this year. Oh, your empty words very much are inspiring. Thank you, Skylar, and thank you, Asa. Thank you, guys. Thank you both. All righty, thank you both of you for coming on the pod. What a pleasure and a treat to spice it up a bit. Uh, we're going to jump right into our matchups here. Um, 
with our we're gonna start off with our stink off of the week, aren't we, Chris? We are. And it's a stinky one if I've ever seen. It is. It is Josh versus Logan. Josh versus Logan. And we know they're not going to be too happy about this one, but, you know, this is more than just thank you for an ad. Fantasy football. We, we do our own ads here. Oh, on, it's a special we'll, Olympics. We'll let it run. Like this but that cannot be done without people like you. Thanks for your support. 844-330-0055. Call if you want to jump in and support this special matchup we have for you this week of Logan versus Josh. Now let's give a little justification for why this is the stink off of the week. We yes, uh, the stink. The, the justification is that um, in the Goof versus Goliath matchup, yes, everyone did hope Gary would win. Everyone did, you know. Put their hat in his ring. Um, they they wanted him to pull it out, but I, I don't think anyone can say with confidence they thought that Goof would pull it off, um, and and he did. And so and so for that, Logan kind of falls into this area earned, of earned. Earned. I'll let you take that one over then. He earned his way into this matchup, and this is not a jab at Gary. This is just. He lost to Gary for the first person to lose to him in what, three weeks? Three weeks, yeah. Gary also avoiding a super skid. Gary, for the second time this year, well done. no super skid. It deserves a, a round of applause on the pod. That was well, well done. And then I would like to just say this is not an indictment on Josh, as Josh had a hell of a week last he week. Did. So he more did. so for one member's performance. Anyway. You gotta let you take over. Anyway, we have a good matchup this week because um, Josh's team is is hot, and uh, Logan's team's coming off that loss, and th- they may have have some feelings about that. But um, it's, I think this in this stink off of the week, we could have a higher scoring stink off of the week. We could, Chris, and um, it will be interesting. We'll see how AJ Brown plays against Houston. He could do the same thing he did last week. Um, which which would be really interesting, and then the Chargers play Atlanta, and if Josh can get Keenan Allen to play this week, he might get sixty points out of Eckler and Keenan Allen. He, he could, uh, with most of that coming from Eckler. So um, we'll see what happens there. I think that Logan has a pretty couple soft matchups. He's got um, the Jets for Josh Allen, which is really bad. We don't know what. The Saints can do. We don't know if Lamar is going to bounce back how he's going to do against them because they've been hit or miss defensively this year. Well, we know Lamar um, sucks. So. Well, I won't talk to that. But um, And then Travis Kelsey going up against Tennessee, who has one of the worst pass defenses in the league. So it, it, it's an interesting matchup. And uh, I I think I'm going to take the rolling team here. I'm going to take Josh to to uh, take down Logan, who's who's kind of on a roll. He's, he is adjusting. We gave him crap last week for, we got to say, Josh, you got to adjust. And uh, his team has made adjustments. I do love a team that can make good adjustments. Um, I just think he's got too good of a matchups this week. Mariota's also played well. Um, but and the Eck- Chargers' defense is bad against the run. But Eckler's dangerous. You know, I'm expecting big things. So I'm going Josh, blowout. And Eckler has been. It's it's not been talked about on the pod very much, and which is egregious, but... Eckler is the best player in fantasy right now. He's MVP of fantasy. So anytime you have the MVP of fantasy on your team, 
you you're doing something right. So I would 100% agree. 100. 100% agree. Matchup number two. We have Tim versus Austin. Tim versus Austin. This was also in contention for stink of the week. It was. It was. And um, Tim having a lucrative amount of buys. We'll see what happens here in the uh, free agency market tomorrow morning. But um, with a lot of buys for for Grizz and a couple uh, empty slots for Austin, we'll see really what shakes out for the rosters near the end of the week. But um, I think we got an interesting one here, Chris. What are you thinking? Well, I think Mahomes is going to get bent over this week by Derrick Henry. I could see. A but they play Tennessee. Yeah, but it's Derrick Henry. Well, I know, but he's not playing against Derrick Henry. He's playing against the defense. Fantasy but wise, playing how do you indir- think he's indirectly? Because yes, you're if right. If the Titans establish, they could have the ball for seventy percent. But they of the can't game. stop anything against the pass. They haven't been able to all year. But Tennessee did beat the Patriots last year at Arrowhead to get Patriots? the one seed, or the Chiefs last year in the regular season, along with the Bills. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. So I'm not going to bet against them, but you know. I like Jalen Hurts against Houston. I think that could be a slaughter. Oh, good Lord. Miles Sanders is also looking to run rampant. Oh, anyone that runs against Houston puts up 130 yards and two touchdowns. And DeAndre Hopkins is the target god. Kyler Murray loves him. So I think, you know, Tim's got a little too much firepower for this dwindling team that Austin's established. Um, So, yeah, I'm going Grizz and another blowout. I think Austin took a bit of a hit today in the trade trades that happened when um, Mostert taking a hit with Jeff Wilson going over um, to to the Dolphins. Um, but uh, I actually I actually do like Austin this week. I think Austin has Austin's team has pretty good matchups. Justin Jefferson going against Washington is a really really big game. Gabe Davis coming off a not so great game. They kept him in check a lot in that game and. And so I think they're going to throw it deep a bunch against the Jets, um, who have been good defensively. But um, it's the it's the Bills, so they'll they'll find ways to exploit them. Um, yeah, agreed. The Bills are good. And then Devontae Smith. I mean, he. It, it'll be weird to see how the the Philly game pans out for these two because of three Philly, Philly players in this matchup. But uh, I'm going to take Austin in this matchup against Grizz. And we're going to get into the third matchup of the week, which is going to be... You want to do your matchup? Yeah, we'll do mine against the... Which is an interesting one. Disgusting, irresponsible, lackluster journalism from Skyler. I don't give Sky much of a chance this week, if I'm being honest. Um, I think I've just got too much firepower. I love looking at... I mean, I respect the hell out of Geno Smith. The hell out of him. I wouldn't be surprised if Gino hung 50 on me. But then you got Harness Boy, who's going to struggle. Dante Foreman ain't scoring three touchdowns again. Brandon Cooks is questionable, and they might not play him. If he scores three touchdowns against Cincinnati, I'm going to jump. <laughs> you heard it here. Chris Olave against Baltimore. I think Monday night's going to be the Taysom Hill show, which, of course, I have him. You got Michael Pittman on a team that's literally trying to lose. Um, Robert Tunyon could have a good game, but I think it's going to be more of an Aaron Jones game because he's the only one on that offense that seems to know how to play football. 
So, you know, Sky, you're outmatched, you're outclassed, and as long... I'll say this. If Derek Carr comes out and puts up a stinker, I'm going to buy a ticket to Vegas, and I'm going to go fucking chew his ass out. <laughs> I, I don't think there's a chance your Vegas boys put up this that low of a performance. You've made a smart move to bench Renfro. He, he's a non-factor on that team. You, you can't play him, Chris. He's unplayable. He's unplayable. So just keep him on your bench. Don't play him. It's and, called conviction. And I, you, it's called, yeah, whatever you want to call it. But um, I don't think there's a chance they, they don't bounce back, especially against, I mean, it's a good matchup for them to bounce back against this Jacksonville. It is. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. I'm blowing it up. And, and also, the, the uh, Tommy and the boys, they have a good matchup against the Rams, they who do. cannot stop anybody. Their defense has gone from one of the best in the league last year to terrible against the pass and the run, which is hilarious. The Rams got a little taste of these white men are dangerous. They did get a little <laughs> taste of that. And uh, I think I have quid boys in this matchup as well to send Skyler onto a spiraling skid of despair. If you had to bet how many quid I would win by, how many quid would you bet? What? How many quid would you bet I win by? How many? How much quid yeah. or American dollar? Quid. Hmm. We can assume they're the same and, denomination. And I, I bet a hundred quid. Hundred quid. I like it. Blowout. <laughs> Blowout. All right. That leads us to our one of our last matchups here, but not the shootout of the week. It is EJ and Hunter versus Gary. EJ and Hunter versus. Gary. I like the name change. Taylor made. Thank you. Do you like our profile picture? What is that? I can't quite tell. Can you tell? Let me zoom in for you. I still can't see it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you sure can. It's a great photo. If you haven't seen our profile picture, check it out. It's me giving Chris the double bird with a crown on. It only took um, the brain trust of EJ and Hunter a little over a few years to equal my record against them. So let's give them a round of applause. <laughs> yes. Love it. Love it. All right, this is a good matchup. I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't scared of Gary's team. It's the strength of a thousand men. Um, but I think that our team is uh, injuries barring, poised for a good week, even though we have a bunch of buys to deal with. So um, we'll see We'll see how things shake out. Hopefully our guys that are questionable can play, but um, you never know. And so, so, yeah, what do you think, Chris? Well... Gary went out last week and put up a hell of a performance. He made some big trades, too. He got exponentially yeah. better. He did. It was like Joey Chestnut this last hot dog eating contest where he had to take a break, tackle the guy that stormed the stage, and then shove 50 glizzies down his throat. Mm -hmm. Gary's team is looking like the second half Joey Chestnut. And so it's hard for me to bet against him. I, I don't blame you. And if you've got questionable guys, I'm going to have to go with a healthy Gary. But I could see it being close if they're not questionable. Yeah, we'll see how that pans out. They're truly, they truly are questionable at this point, which really makes it fun. Uh, I'm sure other people that are dealing with injuries now know the same feeling of checking every single day, wondering what the updates are. Uh, but that leads us into our shootout of the week, Chris. Who do we have for our shootout of the week? We've got a treat for you. It's the 200-point... Pugluza boy in Asa Smith. And we have the no wow but playoff bound. And 
Let the record show. Last night, I was playing FIFA, and I walked into EJ's room and said, you know, I just blew Ace's ass out, but he said I didn't have any wow, and I didn't impress him. And you know what I told EJ? I respect the hell out of that. So, Alan, even though you still haven't wowed me, I still respect the hell out of you. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a good matchup. It's one that um, people got to be talking about Ace's team. We've we've talked enough about this guy weekly. We don't need to talk about it. I I think Ace made a great move today. Um, he's he can afford trading away um, DK uh, to take on the risk of not seeing Jamar for four to six weeks. Who knows really how long he'll be out there? But um, hopefully, I mean, hopefully he's back sooner than later. But um, but you never know. And so it's. It's a matchup I think that Asa can win, um, and quite comfortably so. We don't know the status of Cooper Cup. I don't know if you read the reports there today. It, we don't. It, it, they said not to worry, and it says you're not to worry, but he he just doesn't get hurt. Doesn't. So it's weird to see weird to see him questionable, and um, and yeah, we'll see we'll see how he dances around. Not really having a wide receiver at this point to play. Um, I'm sure he'll be adding somebody and dropping somebody else, but we'll see what he does there. So, uh, who do you got in this matchup, Chris? I'm going to go with no wow, but playoff bound. Mm-hmm. We've been pretty split this week. That, that's kind of uncommon. I think Aaron Rodgers has a bounce back week, and only because it's the Lions. Yeah, the Lions and couldn't defend a three-year-old child. They can't, and they're tanking so bad. They are gunning for that first overall pick, so... You got Rodgers, I think you could throw for four or five touchdowns, and Jared Goff is the opposite quarterback, and we do know the Lions like to gunsling, so I'm going to go Allen blowout. Allen I wouldn't blowout. be surprised to see Ace not break 100 after scoring 220. And we'll see if the volatility is there, or if his team can, as Skylar says, be consistent. That's right. So, Chris, do you have a... Uh, what, I know what I know everybody is worried about is... Uh, parlay of the week for us i always do and i'm never wrong yep as we've stated on the record here that it's they've never lost never lost and i don't know how i'm not famous for it but let me give you a few mickey mouse bets mickey mouse bets you do have the mickey mouse stickers on your lap so we have the eagles minus 13 and a half that should be a free win we have the packers minus three and a half we have the, no, we're not picking the Vikings. We're going to take the Chargers, we're going to take the Raiders, and we're going to take the Hawks. We're going to bet 20 bucks on it, and we're going to win 477 mm, That's a spicy bet. That is a spicy bet. Um, we're going to take a look at my parlay of the week. I'm just taking a gander here real quick to make sure I'm on the right spot. There we go. So... There's some interesting spreads this week. There's some close ones, and then there's some blowouts, which, you know, are always interesting to play because you never know which team is not going to cover those blowouts because there's always one. There is. Um, so I'm going to take the Vikings, minus 3.5 against the Commanders. Um, I don't think the Commanders could are going to cover that. I don't think they have a shot to do so. Um, the Jets-Bills game is so interesting. 13 points. Well, the, I mean, the Jets don't have Brees Hall anymore. Shoot, I can't bet. You can just, that just you can't touch that game. The trap I, game. I think the Bears plus five is a good bet this week. So I'm going to take put the Bears plus five on that. Um, and then I'm going to take the Chargers minus three. 
it, it just seems bad betting on the Chargers, but I just... Oh, wait, no, I need a fourth one. Sorry, it's a four-legger always. Oh, good God, the Bengals. The Bengals bring me such great pain, everybody. It it really does hurt to, to see them. And then the Hawks plus two, um, I think, is a, is a good bet. So $20 to win 240 is the lock there. I love it. I think that's a winner. From all of us here at the pod, we hope you have a wonderful week. And uh, any closing remarks, Chris? I'll let you do close this out tonight. I was going to say happy Halloween, but then I realized it's not Halloween. So I just want to say this. I'm coming for you all, and I hope I win every single last game 1-0. to zero. Yeet. Yeet. Yeah.